show number 69 of Look at His Butt LT and JK Talk Trek. And there we are. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember this poem? I like tea and coffee. I like bread and wine. I like something something and I like 69. No. Well, it's show 69. <laughs> it is show 69. You know what? Maybe as the closing music for this particular show, I'll play the Python song. I'll oh, good. Play, I'll play. Oh, good. You know which song I mean. I know which song to play. Oh, good. And then that'll be in my head for yeah. the rest of the summer. Well, that's okay, because that's a great song. Yes. Okay, yeah. wait. Before I forget this, while we're on the topic of sex. Yeah. <laughs> on the radio. Yeah. Country radio. Yes. I heard an advertisement for a sex toy. Really? Yes. Which toy? It was, um, it's really a very clever commercial because it's got the violins playing, so it sounds like the commercials for diamonds. (laughs) And it's saying, what should you give her? (laughs) And then it says, how about a ring? And then it's, they go into, it's for the the Durex ring. Oh, wow. Which, you know, they never describe in any detail. I'm assuming it's a cock ring. Yeah. And I told my husband, he said, well, why would you give her a cock ring? And I said, well, maybe it's, I don't know. It's something you both enjoy. But, um, and their their motto is, there's sex, and then there's Durex. Oh, that's good. I wonder if that's always been their motto. I don't know. Hmm. But um, I'm thinking, and then there's Shatner sex. Of course. And kind of like Shatner push-up. Shatner sex with Durex. They should use. I think you would you would explode if you had Bill and a sex toy. I mean, oh my God! I'm, I can't even think. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get it in my head how you would use Durex and Shatner Sex, and which one of those is the ingredient brand? You know, like Intel Inside. <sighs> so would it be? It would probably be Shatner Sex with Durex rather than the other way around. I think, right? You wouldn't, because that would be an ingredient of the Shatner Sex. You wouldn't right, have right, Durex okay. with Shatner Sex. Yes, that, yes. Okay. Too bad, though. That would be good. If you yeah. Could flip the, the... I want that option. <laughs> when it ships, I want that option. The Shatner sex option. Turn that so I me, thought please. that was pretty cool to hear That's a wonderful. radio advertisement, especially on country music, which is at least two-thirds Christian music really? now and well, is making me a little batty. They're selling sex toys on drugstore.com and amazon.com, so... Right. We knew about that. Yeah, that, that just shows you that they're everywhere now, which is great. Um, okay, well, it's time for me to give you some birthday presents. Yay! Neither of them have anything to do with sex, really, so I hope you're not disappointed. Okay. <laughs> the first one in the... You oh. know, we were talking before we started about um, my big cardboard Kirk yeah. looking puzzled. He Lately, does. his he, expression changes. His brow he is looks, more furrowed. He looks more puzzled now. He does. His brow is a little more furrowed than yeah. it usually is. Yeah. But he's still watching, so yeah. that's good. So, um, in the tradition of the look at his butt presents, I have um, the small, silly present and then the larger, better present. So, I just thought this was really fun, and um, I'm hoping that you'll like it. So, um, I'll just I'll just hand it to you, and you can see what it is. Okay. <gasps> <laughs> so, um, <gasps> you can put this in a lot of different places, and I've seen them on people's cars. You're kidding! You can put it on the back window of your car, or your bumper. Listeners, this is a bumper sticker. <laughs> not answering that, that says, got William Shatner, <laughs> question mark, like got, got milk. milk, got William Shatner. I just thought that that was the funniest thing. <sighs> oh. So you can put it anywhere. It's a, it's really a decal more than a bumper sticker is what they call it. Oh. And, uh, I have never seen this. This is fantastic. So there's the instructions. That's how you can. Okay. It's a vinyl decal. Yeah. Oh, it also tells you how to remove it. And this other, they've got lots of other stuff at this place too, but I just thought that that was the coolest thing. I've never seen that before anywhere and, and it looks really I nice. have to figure out where this is going to yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not all hearing my answering machine. It's pretty amusing. So anyway, got William Shatner. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Oh my! Thank you. You're oh, I've got to figure out where that's going. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, good. I'm so glad you like it. So then, this is the more serious present. Um, oh, as okay. you can probably tell, you can sort of tell what it is. I think <laughs> it's not a record. A pillow? It's not a pillow either. <laughs> it's probably a book. It's probably a book. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope you like it. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. William Shatner, a bio-bibliography? We had looked at this book online a couple of times, and um, I thought it was about time that you had it. 
So it's a lot like the Shatnerica, but it's better. Oh, great! And it's by Dennis William Hawk, who I believe wrote Captain Quirk. I th- yes, I think he did. So this is kind of a more academic, scholarly review of everything that he's done up until when the book was published. <sighs> and it's really detailed, and it has a lot of stuff on the early things that we're always looking for and can never really find information uh-huh. on. Oh, oh, oh. And here's something on the Incubus. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you want to hear what Variety said about it? Yeah. Now, me. this came out at, you know, pre-Star Trek. Uh-huh. William Shatner looks competent in his role as the good man who is so hard to find. <laughs> and once having found him, the black spirits try to destroy. The film is a pretentious piece of hocus-pocus of evil demons versus good. Apparently, director-writer Stevens was trying to be like Ingmar Bergman, but simply went too far out of his outer limits. <laughs> Alexander the Great. This, I guess, is in time order. Yes, it's chronologically ordered. And it's divided into films, and then there's a radio section, which is also very good. And then there's a print section, which covers a lot of articles, both about him and things that he's written himself. Oh, this is so fantastic. White Comanche. Oh, oh. Oh, thank you. I am thrilled to have this. It's like a library book, doesn't it? It does. Very serious. Yes, yes. We'll have to put on our serious hats to discuss this. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and it's it's long. Oh, I am going to have fun with this. Yeah, so not only is it fun reading, I think, but it'll be good for looking stuff up when we're trying to get information. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Ooh. So, happy birthday. Thank you. You're so welcome. With the paper. Yeah. Crinkling. Love that. Oh, got William Shatner. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Incubus, I might as well read this now. Yes. we just found this out literally yes. yesterday. Um, our friend Will, Will the Thrill, who you might remember, hosted the Shat Fest that we went to um, last year and, and raved about and had such a good time about. So he has just confirmed that they're showing Incubus at the Shat Fest this year, which is Thursday, November 8th. And the guy who produced it um, is probably going to be there, <gasps> which is going to be so exciting. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. didn't know that part. Yes. <laughs> so it's at their new theater in El Cerrito. Uh, I'll put up the, the link to this thing. Yes. Uh, so everybody should try and go. And hopefully we can get a bunch of us together. People who yes. are local, we can all go. Well, and when I heard the date, I went and checked. And unfortunately, Bascon is the weekend before that. Oh, if it was bad. the weekend after, we could get, I'm sure, some of the Bascon right. people were coming in Thursday mm-hmm. night to, to go to this. But, um, yeah, Bay Area people want to see Incubus on the big screen. On the big screen, definitely. <gasps> Um, Will says, I'll have the, a burlesque troupe there also, so that should be interesting. <laughs> An Esperanto burlesque I, troupe? You know, we should ask him about that. And I asked him if he'd be interested in showing a little program of short stuff that we put together ourselves, including maybe... Um, the but next, don't give it away. Well, okay, I said, but we're going to try to do that with him, so mm-hmm. we're, we're absolutely going to be there, and um, we'll be... Pimping it right up until then, and hopefully we'll have a little something to show when and, the day rolls And, and we have a special gift yeah. for Will the oh, Thrill. Yeah, yeah, don't say what it is in case I won't. I again. won't. I absolutely won't. Because yeah. I want him to be super thrilled. He will be. When he gets He'll it. be very thrilled. Yeah. So that's going to be great. I'm very <gasps> cool. excited. That. So remember that. Thursday, November 8th in El Cerrito, California. Incubus. And other stuff, too. Yes. Now, yes. while we're on the topic of my birthday. Yes. Um... Husband and I mm-hmm. went to Seattle mm-hmm. for my birthday weekend, and as I was telling you, the weather was gorgeous, bright, sunny, beautiful, perfect for bopping around. And um, naturally, because these things happen wherever I go, part of the trip ended up being uh, Star Trek themed. Of course. Of course. Have you been to Seattle? Yeah, I've been there. Not as a tourist. I've been there on business. Mostly. Okay. So you may not have seen this. <clears throat> We went to the Space Needle, mm-hmm. okay? And the Space Needle is in a park. Mm-hmm. And near the Space Needle is this very big, lumpy building, which um, holds two museums. One of them, the Museum of Science Fiction, which I'll get to in a minute. Oh, okay. But cool. there's also a beautiful that. fountain. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. And in this large open area, at the base of the Space Needle, was a carnival. <gasps> wow! The Space Carnival. Were they selling space cotton candy and stuff? Well, I think they were. Now, there was not a big W. There was not um, the little boats. There were. Was there any little cars? 
There were bumper cars. <gasps> bumper cars, that's good. Yep. That's good. And so I took pictures. I will, you know, be, will be posting pictures of wow. the space carnival. Space carnival. I thought... And so now we know one of the places it goes when it's not in the Nexus. It's Seattle. Seattle. Wow. To the Space Needle. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay. Wow. So, the other big news. Uh-huh. Of course I had to go to the Science Fiction Museum. Now, this is the one where Paul Allen of Microsoft, mm-hmm. you know, has done quite a bit of the yeah, collecting Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of Trek stuff in there, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I had, you know, a husband who's not into sci-fi at all, did not want to go uh, in so he was waiting for me mm-hmm. by the fountain and so I had to go through it fairly quickly because I didn't want to mm-hmm. make him stay out there all day you and I would have been in this place from dawn to dusk uh, and more than one day I'm sure the first thing you see the chair Kirk's chair it looks a little beat up yeah I'm sure but you know it's got the switches it's got oh. the buttons and it's in Get a glass case, so you can't sit in it. You can't get your picture taken in it. But you can see where his butt used to be. You can see where his butt used to be, oh. and um, on either side of it is a a uh, Spock costume from the show oh. and a Kirk costume <sighs> from the show. And I was loving it, but I was thinking, how much cooler that we have friends who let us touch and <laughs> try on these things and hold them and hug them and rub them over. Ourselves. That's right. So. I'm going through the, the science fiction museum, and it's a really cool museum because right at the beginning it says something about the whole um, idea of science fiction is what if. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it is themed by various what mm-hmm. ifs. Mm-hmm. So there's like a section on what if the Nazis had won World War II, <laughs> and they have um, a number of books uh-huh, there, uh-huh. you know. And you and I would have been there forever going, oh, I read that. It was yeah. really good, you know, because that's what I was doing by oh, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going through the various what ifs, and... Uh, you know, so there's there's Star Trek. There's not like a separate Star Trek part. It's integrated mm-hmm. into the That's different good. themes. You That's know, like great. it'll talk about this episode or this and that. So they had phasers in mm-hmm. the in the weapon part and Klingon weapons, and you know the whole thing. Like I say, we would have been there forever. It was so cool. But in the middle of it, there's this this display, this stand, which you could get right up to and put your press your nose up against, uh-huh. which of course I did, because i got to tell you what it was. It's a little model. Oh, they do have the original model of the Star Trek Enterprise used oh, in the shots. Oh. But anyway, this is a little um, stage set oh. built to um, um, Jeffrey's uh-huh. designs. Uh-huh. And this is not the one that was used on the show, apparently, but it said they used something like this in planning the shots and how they were going to film the scenes. So, you know, so you're looking at it and you're seeing the different sections, you know, the Uh bridge, and uh and it's like you're looking down on it and it's little tiny and there's little tiny people in it. Uh It's really cute. But the, the coming out of it are these, um, these other displays, which tell you a little bit about certain parts and, you know, point, point to various things. So I'm going around going, oh, this is interesting. Here's the bridge. This is what it says about uh-huh. the bridge. And here's sickbay. This is cool. And I never really understood the layout of sickbay. So that was cool. And I'm cool. coming around and coming around. The fourth one, cruise quarters. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking Kirk's quarters. Yeah. Well, right? yeah. Right? Okay. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, my God. And I grabbed my, the only thing I had to write up was the brochure <laughs> about the museum. And I got out a pen and I, Copied it. Oh, wow. Cool. So, i got to tell you what's in crew quarters. Oh, let me this, know. Now, this is so amazing. This is my drawing, which is uh, really shitty. Okay. But, okay. Wait, I'm going to cover the, okay. the, the exciting part. First of all, it's 9 meters deep and 12 meters wide. Okay. Okay. So, here's the, the doors you come in, just like you'd think. Uh-huh. And, um, and, uh... There's this I wrote, ship services. It's some sort of little monitor, but I don't think we ever saw that side of the room, No, because really. that's where the camera was. Right, <laughs> and so here's his desk. There's right. the chair. Okay. And here's the shelf where all that stuff he's still out of Spock's quarters is, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then you come through into here. Uh-huh. Here's the bed, uh-huh. right? And there's a chair next to it, which I don't believe oh. we ever saw. And... Um, this is the wardrobe the round thing. that spins away, so it hides. Right, with the mirror that's too low for anybody to actually use as a mirror. There's another door there. Yeah. So you could get directly from 
bed uh, into okay. the hall. Okay. Which makes total sense. Yeah. And then there's a little door here that leads to the bathroom. That's a big bathroom. Okay. Remember, there's been all this speculation about where is the bathroom? Yeah. Okay. This is what it said. Bathroom. Shared. <laughs> now, there has been a lot of discussion about whether yeah. or not Kirk and Spock share a bathroom. Uh -huh. So I'm going to tell you the stuff I learned. It didn't say who's next door. But... Here's the toilet, and uh -huh. it's got a wall around it that's translucent. Translucent. Here's the sink, uh -huh. one sink. One sink. Here's the shower, which also has translucent wall. Sorry. It is a shower tub jacuzzi. <laughs> they have jacuzzis on the Enterprise. They have oh jacuzzis on the Enterprise. I guess it's a real jacuzzi and not like a hollow jacuzzi, right? <laughs> it didn't say. Wow, a jacuzzi. Right. Now, I'm thinking... I remember when there was one of these discussions about whether or not Kirk and Spock uh -huh. shared a bathroom, and, and um, Hafatal wrote a fantastic fiction about that called um, Neutral Territory. Uh -huh. We should probably link to that because it's, it's a really good story. But um, I remember somebody saying, well, maybe people do share bathrooms, but wouldn't it be kind of stupid to have the captain and the first officer right next to each other because well, yeah, one good phaser hit yeah. in the middle of the night and you've, you know, you've lost your uh -huh. top officers. Hmm. So this opens the speculation, who is Kirk sharing a bathroom That's, with? That, hopefully not Rand. Yeah. I hope not. Well, I wonder, you know, I don't know how it works on military ships now, but maybe... Um, the captain doesn't share his bathroom, and but people below him do. Well, this is what I was thinking. If I was Kirk, mm -hmm. my first order <laughs> would be get who's ever out of the room next door out of there. And, you know, that, that door out of the bathroom is going to lead into the captain's rumpus room. <laughs> And first I was thinking, you know, wood paneling. That's what I was going like, to say. Like, you know, finished basement, uh -huh. you know, because uh, we were watching one of those real estate shows where uh -huh. couples are looking for a house, and the guy kept saying, I want a man room. And what he meant for man room was the finished basement. <laughs> I thought, what a doof. But anyway, so I was thinking that, but then I was thinking, no, no, no. Here's what's in that other room on the other side of Kirk's yeah, bathroom. Yeah, what? The real bed. <laughs> the big bed. <laughs> That can be a water bed or a real bed. Is it round? Probably. There's mirrors everywhere. Uh-huh. Fantastic sound system. Uh-huh. Every morning, he goes and rumples his other bed, so Rand has a bed to make. But nobody is allowed ever, ever in the captain's uh, seducing chamber. The captain's seducing chamber. And a giant closet full of direct sex toys. Of course. Because there's sex, and there's directs, and there's... Kirk sex. So what I'm trying to imagine is what kind of floor covering is there? It would have to be, I was thinking shag carpeting, but the thing is, it has to be something where you're not going to get carpet burns right. if you're down on the floor. Right. Because you know you will be down on the floor yeah. if you're in Kirk's seducing quarters. Mm. So I don't know. Mm. This is very interesting. I like the idea of the captain seducing quarters. Yeah. That's really good. So do you think that there's, um, like, a combination lock to get in? Like, how does he stop other people from going yeah, in? Yeah, there, there's combination lock, who, like, on that safe he's got. And who cleans it? <laughs> yeah? I'm tapping her on the shoulder. This ties into your story. Yeah? This is the bed that has the thing under it. Okay, but somebody has to clean it, right, unless he cleans it himself? Do you think Maybe it's self-cleaning. You know, by then... I think there's a little Roomba that goes around. Yeah! <laughs> And it converts into a sex toy. <laughs> it gathers up all the condom wrappers and yeah. all the other things and puts them into a neat little pile. And files, you know, the phone numbers and puts the notches on the bedpost because he right. didn't have time for that. Puts the panties into a little the cabinet where he keeps them. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea very, very much. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, I don't, he needs it. He, he does. Needs a room like that. Well, I don't like sharing a bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I especially don't like sharing a bathroom with a single sink. Mm -hmm. So certainly if you're captain of the Enterprise. Yeah. Now, um, getting off Kirk for just a moment, but don't okay. worry, we'll come back. Okay, again. okay. Do you think that Starfleet has regulations where people who are al aliens, people who aren't human, don't have to share because of whatever? You know, like, if they have different um, 
needs. Right. You wouldn't want to have a human and a non-human sharing a bathroom unless uh, yeah. they were really close. Right. I imagine. So then if you were the only one of your species on a ship, that'd be pretty sweet because you'd probably get a bunch of stuff just for you. Right. You know? Yeah. That'd be all right. Yeah. Like, Spock's quarters probably have, you know, a super, super heating element. Well, Keep his, it hot the way he looks like it. a New Orleans whorehouse. I know, but, I know. But, uh, yeah. But you see, that's because he's only first officer, so his room has to double as his seducing chamber. <laughs> you don't get... And the thing is, you get this extra room when you're captain, but you can make it whatever you want. That's true. That's you true. know, if you want to, you know, house your collection of alien snails, uh-huh. you know, you can have that's the captain's true. museum. That's true. Can you imagine sharing a bathroom with Spock? Oh, my God. Bitch, 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 right? <laughs> he'd be on you every second. Like, if there was a draw, is there a water spot on the mirror? He'd yeah. be yelling at you yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, God, oh. what a nightmare. <laughs> I bet you Spock shares a bathroom with Chekhov. Oh. <laughs> because Chekhov spends a lot of time being kind of miserable as the, uh-huh. the lowest rank. Yeah. And Spock's always on his case. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So I'm sure that that goes all the way into the bathroom with them. <laughs> and I think the whole thing about who shares bathrooms is probably partly under the supervision of the ship's accountant. Because, you know, you have to you have to think of the economies of scale. And no. if, if, you know, as many people as you can sharing a bathroom, it, it saves on water. And, you know. See, I was thinking it was the ship's quartermaster. Well, that too. But, you know, it's the kind <laughs> of thing that goes under a lot of different... Also, the ships um, shrink, probably. You yeah. Because you don't want to have people who are sharing a bathroom who are going to kill each other because mm-hmm. they hate each other so much. That would be bad. That would be bad. But, you know, you're supposed to work out those problems. Maybe that's what the sh- ship's shrink is uh, doing. I think it's so. helping people with that. When you looked at that, mm-hmm. did they show any crew quarters where it was doubled up, where there were two people living? In no, the, this was the only uh, diagram part they had that showed mm. crew quarters, and so, and it said crew quarters. Now we know Uhura had her own yeah room, and you know the other ones we've seen are are Spock and Kirk, and I don't know that we ever saw anybody else's. I don't know that we ever saw McCoy's. I don't know. Oh, 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 um, uh, the guy from Obsession. Yeah, yeah. Garavik, we saw his. We saw his. I don't think he had a roomie. No, it didn't look like it. His quarters looked a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he didn't have a little, uh, a study area. Like, yeah. when you came in, the bed was right there. Right. Which would imply that it's just, So, I kind of think what this is, is like officers', officers. quarters. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah, and um, of course, compare this to what they got on on TNG, where everybody had like a giant penthouse suite. Yeah, <laughs> they had all that room that they needed to fill up. You know, yeah, you could have had square dances and Picard quarters. <laughs> and so well, that is totally awesome. I think you and I have to go up there and see this museum. Yes. So yeah, yes, let's... because it, it was very cool. And the thing is, at the end of it, there's um an an a, like, interactive part where you answer questions, mm-hmm. you know, like, what your interests are and everything. And it was really fun because it said, if you were going on a space mi- or a, a mission, what would it be, or what would your vehicle be? And, of course, I chose the Enterprise, but it's got all these ones, mm-hmm. you know, from various mm-hmm. science fiction franchises and stuff. And the one that totally cracked me up was at the very end. It said, how would your mission end? And there were all these choices, and the one I chose was, activate the Omega-13! <laughs> <laughs> So they did have some galaxy quests. Oh, that's awesome. That is really great. Oh, I really want to go now. It was very cool. And I did bring you something. Hold on. It just fell on the floor. Oh, okay. I hope it wasn't breakable. No. It wasn't an enterprise. No. They had um, an art exhibit of um, cover art. Oh, cool. From from science fiction books. Look at that. Wow. And they were really neat. Now, it, unfortunately, like I said, I had to sort of run through yeah. a lot of this stuff, so I wasn't picking up any of the finer points, although I did stand very worshipfully in mm-hmm. front of the chair for several minutes. But I was just frantically copying yeah. down that diagram because I was so sure, like a real museum, somebody's going to come up and go, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop that. You're blocking other people's access to this exhibit. And nobody did. You know, nobody bothered me. Oh, this is great. Well, I'm so glad you went. I had no idea. Wow, that's awesome. So Paul Allen is doing some really good work. Yeah. And I'll have to do a neater version of this that we can post. Yeah, that'd be great. I think everybody would love to see what that looked like. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yay. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, intrepid reporter. <laughs> um, let's take a little break. Okay. And we'll do something, and we'll gather up our things, and then we'll come back, and um, we'll do some more. <laughs> 
Okay. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. We want to hear from you. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You found the best podcasts in the universe. If deal making is naughty, then I'm a bad, bad man. All right, are we ready? We're ready. <clears throat> so uh, this is the uh, internet portion of the show because all the things we're going to talk about now come straight to us from the interwebs. Yay! We love the interwebs. The first thing I want to mention is um, a link that somebody sent to me, and um, this is a new profile on MySpace called The Negotiator. And this is clear that Priceline put this up here. Of course. And it's, it's Bill. Of course it's of Bill. Of course it's Bill. Because he's got this new little thing going with Priceline. And they put it up as if it's a real person. And it's very, very funny. And it's got this great little picture of him in a, in a ninja outfit. Um, so it's all about promoting Priceline. And you can download a lot of great stuff. So it says, about me, the man behind the deal. I'm a deal-making juggernaut, a negotiating ninja, the kind of guy who sees a high price for travel and won't rest until he's chopped it down to size. Who I'd like to meet. A unicorn, a traveling gnome, or anyone out there who can nail a better deal than me. Sadly, that will never happen because they're all figments of your imagination. (laughs) So, uh, here, the negotiator's interests. General, deal-making, price-chopping, falcon of truth-taming, karate, pet panther wrestling. See, wrestling. Whoa, with a panther. Playing chess against the world's smartest robots. Geisha masseuses. (gasps) Motorcycles, boats, supersonic jets, and my teletransporter. I ride these babies to get you a good deal faster. Um, And then, uh, let's see, they have, you know, in MySpace you can, whoops, you can put in um, top shows and things like that, like things that you watch, top movies. So top TV shows are, number one, The Price is Right, if it's chopped in half. Number two, Deal or No Deal. Number three, Star Trek, the older episodes, of course. (laughs) Four is Wheel of Fortune, five is Animal Planet, and six is Who's the Boss. Not Boston Legal? No, they didn't put Boston Legal up there. Wow. Maybe there's some contractual thing. Maybe so there's not. a couple of Priceline commercials that you can look at. Um, and then you can win a, a sweepstakes, which is a trip for two to the Caribbean, if you add the Priceline negotiator as your friend on MySpace, which, of course, I immediately did. Yes. And then and if you win, it's you and me going, right? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. okay. Or me and Bill. I mean... <laughs> Got William Shatner? No, but I have this bumper sticker. There are extras that you can get. So there's a screensaver, there's wallpaper, um, and there's different ones. There's one of him dressed up like a biker in that gray suit yes, that he wears. Yes. Um, there are buddy icons that you can use. There are ringtones that you can oh. download for your phone. And here's one of them. I'm going to play it, and I've, I've got this set up so people can hear it. You're so naughty. <laughs> oh. And then um, there's these... Um, images of Bill that you can download their their um, PNG files and then you can drop him into your photographs. That's where I got the one that I sent to you. <laughs> Here I thought you had sat and no, struggled no, with Photoshop no. to make me this special thing. I just downloaded it from here. Um, and then there's another one. Um, there's a whole soundboard so you can click these buttons and grab audio clips like this one. I got that crazy deal-making look in my eyes. Um, let's see. When all else fails, sometimes I have to invite my friends Kung and Fu to the negotiations. <laughs> Paying half the price on a trip makes you twice the man. So I've actually got all these saved, and I'll probably be dropping them into the show now and again. Oh, yes. So, of course, that means that this show then turns into a, a, an hour-long commercial for Priceline, but fuck that. I don't care. That's okay. That's okay. And you can see all kinds of other stuff here. So I just think it's very, very funny that they put this thing together. Is that where you got the naughty clip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
It's so funny. Oh. I'm just so happy that they sent this up here, this whole thing. So if you're on MySpace, um, go add the negotiator as a friend. And if you're not, um, just go and look at all the fun stuff that's there. And, that's and a blast. It's really very amusing. I'm so happy. So there you go. Um, the next thing I wanted to mention was brought to our attention by um, uh, Jenny, also known as uh, Chibi Floor, who's written some great fic for us. Mm-hmm. And so she says... Do you know about this? They are doing an official fanfic contest at FanLib about Kirk versus Picard. Takei and Will Wheaton are hosting it. She says, yeah, I know. It would have been far better to have Shatner and Stewart host it, but they were probably too expensive. I'm not 100% sure if I will actually participate, but I do plan to check it out when they start on June 13th. And then she gave us the link to it. So we mentioned FanLib a long time ago, back when they were first getting started, and um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the contest and then a little bit about FanLib. So... The contest is, um, I'll put the link up when you go there, and it is hosted by those two guys. And frankly, um, I'm not a big fan of FanLib, and they they should know better, but (laughs) they're doing this. What happens in this contest is that you basically write stuff for FanLib that's supposed to be a script, Mm -hmm. and it has to be conflict between Kirk and Picard. So however you make that happen, that's how it happens. And then the community votes on it to see which one is the best one. And then presumably there's a script done at the end. I don't know what happens to that script, but probably you don't don't get paid for it. No. (laughs) No. You get a t-shirt or something. You get a t-shirt. So that's the thing. You do all this work, and essentially what you get are t-shirts and iPhones. Mm -hmm. Like Those are the prizes. There's no money involved in this, as far as I can tell. So... You know, if people want to do this, that's clearly their prerogative. But I want to point something out. Um, FanLib is a corporate place for people to write fanfic so that the people at FanLib can then use it for whatever they want to do. And here's the relevant part. So if you go to their terms of service, here's what it says. At FanLib, we expect you to post the content you create on the website. You keep any and all rights to your content. Okay, that's okay. good. But then it says... FanLib does not own the rights to your content. However, when you post your content, you are giving FanLib the right to use, reproduce, distribute, and publicly display your content on the website or through its services free of charge. So once you post something there, you have the rights to it, but they can do anything they want with it. Right. And you don't get paid. Right. You've just given it away. Yeah. So what if you get to keep the rights, if you're never going to get compensated for it? Mm-hmm. That means anything you post to FanLib, if it's very good, they can take it and use it and sell it and you get nothing. Mm-hmm. And their name will appear in, you know, five-point aerial narrow type down at the <laughs> bottom of wherever it is. So everybody who wants to do FanLib, do you understand that? Every time you post at FanLib, you're giving it away to FanLib to do whatever they want with it. What does it say there under intellectual property rights? Um, it's talking about the content that um, is created by FanLib to put up there. Oh, okay. So you can't take anything of, of there. But um, I thought maybe they were talking about why they're they're being able as a corporate entity to to do all this stuff with these copyrighted. No, no. I mean, they're, they're saying that they'll put stuff up and you can't claim any of that. Mm. Um, the other really scary thing about this is that somewhere further down in the terms of service... There are limitations of liability, which I won't read the whole legalese, but it essentially says if you get in trouble for writing fan fiction, you're on your own. Yeah. (laughs) FanLib is not going to come to your defense. They're not going to pay for you. If you get sued by Paramount or J.K. Rowling or somebody else, you're on your own. Sorry. Plus, we get to keep your content and use it. Yeah. Does that sound like a good deal to anybody? I don't think so. For a t-shirt? Mm. Yeah. So that's why... a hell of a t-shirt. That's why we're not big... Um, especially, I am not a big fan of family because you're just giving away your own stuff and, and that's it. So uh, when I found out about this, I thought, well, let me go see what sort of stuff is being posted. So, of course, I went to the Star Trek section, to the, the TOS section, and basically, <clears throat> I, I caught on pretty quick that... Uh, at least what I was seeing was crap. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, good. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people who love bad bad fanfic oh, yeah. if it's bad enough. Mm-hmm. So I started sending an email to these friends of mine going, here is a horrible story. And then I had it read part of it, and then I read another story. Oh, no, this is what we're done. Send them, send them. Okay. Before I settled on the one we're going to talk about, I encountered one where Spock is turned into a mole. <laughs> Does he have a little pink nose? Well, let me tell you a little bit about this. First of all, author's note, it was written for Mole Day at his school. Mole Day? Yeah. 
Okay. And um, the story's called Mole Day on the Enterprise. A good, good descriptive title. I like that. And uh, Spock wakes up, and he's turned into a mole. Oh, sort of like Kafka. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the reason this happens is because the first sentence is really classic, and I'm not going to bring it up, but it said something like, Grigor Ivanovich woke up one day to find himself turned into a <laughs> no, mole. No, it said, you know, um, basically, when you're, when you're sailing through strange parts of space, Uh-huh. As they are in the Enterprise, frequently strange things happen. Like turning into a mole. Like turning into a mole. So here's little mole Spock scurrying around the Enterprise. Nobody sees him. Is he still wearing his blue shirt? I don't know. Does he still have green blood? (laughs) Hey, I heard about a guy that really had green blood. Really? Yeah, for real. Uh, This was posted to um, the Bad Astronomer blog, (laughs) because we we love Phil. Yeah, apparently um, this guy... I'm talking like a 13-year-old. This guy, he went to the hospital, and he uh, <laughs> he had a, um, a problem with the circulation in his legs, and when they um, they had to do a little surgery to relieve some pressure, and his blood had actually turned slightly green. He was taking a very specific type of migraine medication that was um, causing sulfur to accumulate in his blood, and it turned wow. green. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that weird? But that's not as bad as being turned into a mole. No, 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 it's not. I just okay. wanted to say that. Yeah. Well, anyway... <laughs> Nobody notices this mole. Okay. And the mole is standing there listening to Kirk and McCoy talk about, have you seen Spock? No, I haven't seen him all day long. And here's the, the thing, this point, which, you know, I, I totally lost it. The uh, the mole uh-huh. is worrying that being turned into a mole, perhaps his logic processes have degraded. And I'm going, okay, you got bigger problems than that, <laughs> Mr. Mole. So then, then I found a story uh-huh. where they beam down to a planet, uh-huh. and there's these women who Little talk moles. like six years old, <laughs> who um, are vampires, uh-huh. and they bite Spock. Oh, and I cool. thought, this is the one, this is the one. Well, no, there's a secret. <laughs> that, that one, the one where the vampire uh, bit him, was called Bitten on a Full Moon. Uh-huh. The sequel is Married on a Full Moon. Uh-huh. And I chose that as the worst of the worst because it's a Spock Chapel story. Does it hurt more if you get bitten on your neck or on a full moon? <laughs> You'd have to ask a moon. Oh. So, um, do we want to, to share this? Oh, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think we should. Okay, let me rearrange things here a little bit. I'm going to put my computer on the floor. Also, I want to point out that when you go to this link, there's a big ad for Fan Fiction Fiesta! Da 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 And it's... Um, it's just fan lit. Okay, so but here so, it is. Oh, do you want to just read some and then I'll read some? Well, no, I want you to read it because I'm going to come in on oh, that one part. Okay, all right. I see how it goes. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Married on a full moon. Instructions from the author: read and enjoy. Stir well. Repeat if necessary. Do not operate <laughs> large machinery. May cause dizziness. <laughs> Disclaimer, I really don't own anything. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Summary, this is the redone sequel to Bitten on a Full Moon. Hmm. Wonder what it was like before she redid it. Really? Okay, I'm going to skip that other little credit thing there. Planet Vulcan, Saturday, March 25th. Around tea time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Spock and Christine were due to marry on Vulcan. They planned on bonding after getting married. Spock was in the waiting room, the waiting room, (laughs) waiting to see the doctor, with his two friends, Jim and Dr. McCoy. They were still awaiting the wedding to start. How long is this going to take, Jim asked. Typical. So impatient. Yes, yes. (laughs) According to my father, it won't take very long. The ancestors have to set up for the Vulcan wedding, Spock explained. The ancestors? Dead people? Whatever. Zombie Vulcans. Okay. Well, these ancestors need to hurry. People have to get married, McCoy grumbled. I only hope Christine is being patient, Jim sighed. Meanwhile, Christine was fretting in her own quarters. How long does it take? Christine yelled as she was doing pacing. Pacing with a capital P. Doing pacing. Maybe it's a new Olympic sport, doing pacing. Hey! The reason that I read that so loud, because it's all in caps. Yes. Well, she yelled. Lady Amanda sighed. Honey, you need to wait. You'll have my son soon enough. Oh, she sounds like Snidely Whiplash or something. Really? <laughs> but I want it to start, Christine whimpered. Ugh, I hate her. I hate her. I'm sure it'll be ready soon, Amanda said. 
Christine pouted and sat back with a sigh. Luckily, the wedding started. Woo! Yay! Because something else could have happened. Luckily, it was the wedding that yes. started and not the funeral. Or, <laughs> or an invasion. <laughs> or the earthquake. Without anyone getting the wrath of Christine. Worse than the wrath of Khan. Yeah. T'Pau was the priestess and was more than ready to unite her grandson with a woman. Ew. <laughs> We are gathered at the ancient place to bond Spock and Christine Chapel. Christine Chapel, do you take Spock as your bondmate until thy die? <laughs> I do. Spock, do you take Christine as your bondmate until thy part or die? Oh, how come they say it differently for the two of them? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I do. You may bond and kiss the bride. <laughs> oh, lovely. Dun, dun, do you dun, think, wait. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, do you think they wrote their own vows? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I do. Spock carefully put his fingers to Christine's head, and after a full five minutes of their bonding, Spock kissed Christine and whispered, I love you. After the reception of the newlywed couple, Kirk contacts the ship. Oh, now we're in the present tense. Yep, we're getting tense whiplash yeah. here. Beam us up, Scotty, Jim ordered. Aye, sir, Scotty replied. The couple beamed up along with their friends. Later, the couple went to Spock's quarters to rest. Spock walked through the hallways of the Enterprise. He carried one of his ancient Vulcan knives and went into the sick bay. He saw McCoy's dead, decapitated body, and next to him was Christine, dead as well. He journeyed into the bridge where he saw Jim, and the rest of the officers were laid out dead. As he walked through the starship, he saw everywhere had bloodstains, and everyone was dead. He looked at his knife. It was very bloody. Even his person was bloody. Strangely, he liked the sight of it. He licked the blood off and savored it. Of his body? And he growled deeply Arr. as he picked up a body and started to feast. Arr. Moles don't eat. No. <laughs> Spock sat up in a cold sweat and looked at his wife. He took deep breaths and put his head in his hands. Oh, that must have hurt. <laughs> Why did I dream that? Do I want to murder my family and friends? Am I nothing but a bloodthirsty killer? You're more than that, Spock. Spock heard his voice, but it was colder. Who said that? You don't know yourself. I'm shocked. What? I'm you, Spock, but I'm the darker side of you. I'm the vampire part of you. I wish to kill your friends and family to feed my thirst. I will never let that happen, he thought forcefully. You can't stop it, since you are a hybrid. The vampire viruses corrupted your mind state. That's where I come in. I'm the dark vampire side of you. The dream you had might as well been the future of the crew on board Enterprise. No, that won't happen, not to me. Oh, you may say that now, but the thirst will overcome you. You'll feel it in you trying to get out, and when you give in to the thirst, I will arrive and do the rest. No, not if I can help it. Ha! I laugh at you. Just wait. Give it three days. Not five. Not four. And you'll be just like the rest of the vampires that fell before you. I'm sorry, I just have to take a little break, because that line is straight out of Monty Python. <laughs> I laugh in your general direction, and it will be three, three days. days. And the counting of the days shall be three. Three. No more, no less. And the number of days shall be three. Uh, okay, sorry about that. Um, okay. No, must maintain control, he began his mantra. That stuff won't work, the voice within spat. See you later, Spock. <laughs> that is, if your friends don't kill you first. Smell you later. <laughs> Spock pulled his head from his hands <laughs> and sat in the chair, not wanting to sleep again. This can't be happening. Author's note. <laughs> Poor Spock, torn between his evil and good sides. Who will help him handle the new threat in himself? Find out next time. Until then, I'm Aquamarine382 saying please read and review. Well, there is another part. Yeah. And we're going to read it on the next show. Ah! You have to wait. Wow, that was gripping. <laughs> <laughs> I liked our reading of it, though. I think it improved the quality of the, yeah. the story. I have to point out that um, the vampire side of him uh -huh. uses commas. 
but no other punctuation. So it's all one very long sentence, whatever the vampire part says. Yeah, I, I was noticing that. But you did a good job of kind of putting in natural pauses so that it would make it less unintelligible. <laughs> ha! I laugh at you. <laughs> oh, well, they, ha has an exclamation point, so that yes. is the one other. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. Wow. Well, I can't wait to find out what happens. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be very exciting. Thrilling. Did we want to share the, the one comment? Absolutely. Okay. So one of our, our friends who, who loves this sort of crap just like we do um, <laughs> said, This fits right in at FanLib, where the investors of $3 million bucks are getting exactly what they asked for in this stellar, god-awful quality fic. There you go. There you go. So yeah, if, you, if you can write better than that, you can win a T-shirt. <laughs> you know, I decided that I was going to write to Will Wheaton to ask him about this, and I understand that he probably isn't at liberty to say anything about it <laughs> because he's shilling for it right now. Right, and clearly right. paying him some money, but I'm hoping that after this is all over, he'll actually say something. Because he's a writer. I can't believe that he would, like want to do this sort of thing. I don't know. Well, he needs the money. Yeah. And I, yes, I agree. And I now, agree. The, okay, this tells you how bad this stuff is. They approached Bill, I'm sure. Oh, sure. And he said, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Bill will not shill for this, but he will shill for shit. Uh, Bill will shill for just about anything else, but not for fan lib. Well, yep. go Bill. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. See. Um, I want to share a very important email we got just oh, good, today. Good, this good. is from Cheryl, uh-huh. our friend who's going to go check out Murphy's Bar and Grill. Yes. Okay. The email says three things about Bill. One, I was reading the Girls Next Door thread. Don't ask. You know what the Girls Next Door is? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a reality show about these three girls who um, are Hugh Hefner's living girlfriends. Uh-huh. And they share him. Mm-hmm. And this is the reality show. So she was reading the thread at Television Without Pity. Uh-huh. And at the bottom of this page, and she gives us the link, saw this comment. Do you guys know that William Shatner is 75? I feel like he's so much younger and better looking than Hef, even if they are only about six years apart in age difference. I would much rather do Shatner than Hef. And hey, he probably has more money, too. <laughs> what a great comment. That pretty much says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> but here's what Cheryl says. That wasn't one of you, was it? (laughs) You know, it wasn't, but it could have been. It could easily have been. It absolutely could have been. Then she says, tonight on CBS's Late Late Show, Craig Ferguson and John Heater, I don't even know who this is. Oh, John Heater is the guy who was in uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, okay. Discussed how cool Shatner is. Man crushes, man crushes. Of course. And then three, if all goes well... I will be going to Riverside this week to check out Murphy's. The cameras are charged and ready. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Cheryl, we just cannot wait. We are so excited about this. Yeah. I'm so glad we have roving reporters out there. It's great. Sending us all this great information, going on assignments. Of course. Oh, that's wonderful. So, go, Cheryl. We're going to have to um, see if we can find a clip of that Late Late Show thing Mm -hmm. to uh, see what they had to say. Yeah. I would like to know. Well, I mean, they'll say all of the obvious things. Well, we don't know. Okay. I was just trying to find the the name of the wonderful um, listener who sent us in that information about Bill Schilling for shit. Um, And I just can't find it right now, but I will definitely find it. Um, But we were so happy to get that. And I hope you all saw that on the blog. Um, because it's a really funny little ad. And I think it's only in... um, It, It came from Ryan. Oh, right. Ryan. Yes. Yes. Um, and is that in England or in, in Canada? Canada? It's Ryan from Toronto. I'm pretty okay. sure that's Canada. Okay. Well, I heard that they had that in England, too. Too. Yeah. Well. Bill Shills for shit. Hooray for number two. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when I posted it to the blog, for those of you who haven't seen it, I, I had to put up the quote that we heard him say with our very own ears when he was doing the auctioning at, uh. The, the Shatner dinner when we went to the weekend, and he said, you'll never meet a bigger whore than me. That's he right. He said that. <laughs> but even he would not do the fan lib thing. Oh, that's so funny. Um, okay, well, let's let's do that for this little thing. Okay. And then we'll come back and we'll do a little bit more, and, and then that'll be our show. Okay. Cue the music. Sit up! Get out! Get back here! 
the show has sort of been in reverse order. Yeah. We sort of did it backwards, where we usually do the little newsy things up front. Now we're going to close with a, with a barrage, a veritable barrage of stuff. So here's some big news. Mm-hmm. Leonard has conquered a media that Bill hasn't. Unbelievable. It is a search engine called Spock. Oh, see, that's not really Leonard, though. That's Spock. Well, we count all the Kirk stuff. It's still Spock rather than Leonard. Okay. But it's supposed to be a very logical search engine. Well, I hope so. That's why they called it that, right? (laughs) Right, right. Um, Here's the thing. You have to be invited or something to sign up, isn't it? Because I looked at that. It's taking a long time to come up. So I'm going to tell you, though, Mm -hmm. um, what would a a Kirk or Shatner search engine, what would be its... uh, Oh, boy. Its distinguishing features. It would be really fast. It would be very charming. It would be hot. And? Um, It it would would only find beautiful women. Yeah, and it would have a really big package. (gasps) A very prominent package. Um... This is this is a, a review about mm-hmm. the the uh, yeah it's search engine news the, the search engine and then of course it has a picture of William Shatner next right, to it right right <laughs> so it, it goes in and and <laughs> um, anyway so so there's that and we're not going to really dwell on it because you know as you pointed out yeah it's not open to the public yet it's still in not even I don't think it's in beta it's in like alpha oh okay and you have to have an invitation to join it and blah 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 so it's it's alpha Spock yeah it's baby alpha. Spock <laughs> it's mole Spock mole Spock there you go <laughs> okay show me the money remember show me the money yes that has been picked up by the game show network isn't that amazing but then I also read something that kind of sounded like ABC might show it this summer. All of them, including the ones what, that didn't get shown. Well, that's what I was wondering, because I was thinking, well, will those people who won finally get their money? Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. That'd be good. Well, we should keep an eye on that, because I'd like to see the ones that we never got to see. Yeah. That'd be good. And and, and see see what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the Bill News, Bill is hosting Just for Laughs again this summer. Great. Which he did a few years ago. It's um, a, a, a comedy festival oh, yeah. in Montreal. And that's where he did the thing about I Am Canadian. Yes. Which and, is very good. And I have that on my iPod, mm-hmm. and I love it. I love when it comes up. So I'm hoping Bill will be doing something mm-hmm. wonderful there. Let me see if this tells us the date. Now we have to go read the thing again. It's sometime this summer. Uh, the Shet will hit the fan again here this summer. Uh, Bean back. For two gala hosting gigs at this year's 25th anniversary Just for Laughs Festival. Oh, and then you have to subscribe to this to get any more information. Oh, so that's all right. We'll we don't find have out. more information. I'll put it on the blog. We'll find out. That's right. Okay. So. All right. I'll just talk about this because you sent me the link to it. Okay. Um, you found a really, 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 really bad Shatner fan vid. <laughs> yes. Which is just a series of Shatner photos um, set to the music Real. Of course, we love that song. It's a wonderful song. And, and this person made this because they love that song so much. Yeah. Um, the really funny thing about it, as you, well, you pointed out one thing, and then the other I saw on my own, was that it's such a bad fan, fi- fan vid that it has a picture of a Shatner impersonator in it. In the Real song. In the Real Like, you couldn't tell the difference? Between... I think this person could not tell the difference. And then the other part is that <laughs> there's a picture of the bridge crew and he's photoshopped himself into it yeah <laughs> not shatner no, the no, maker, no. Of, the the maker of the video and he totally doesn't look like a starfleet guy not no. in any way shape or form no it's so bad but so i'll put the link up and you can all go watch it yeah how it's, bad it is. it's uh it's pretty awful it's pretty bad yeah <laughs> definitely so thank you for sending me that because i did enjoy it <laughs> sure you did i was looking at it going that. what the hell is yeah. this and this can be like a contest people pick out the impersonator yeah I'm sure they'd be able to find it. Yeah. Well, it was obvious to me anyway. Yeah, it was obvious <laughs> like, oh, to me. There he is. There he is. Okay. Um, <laughs> the the other thing you can find in weird clips, if you want to, there is a clip on Shatner Vision mm-hmm. of part of Tommy Turvey's horse act. <laughs> and if you guys remember from last year when we went to Shatner Weekend, Neither one was found Tommy Turvey at all entertaining. No. And, uh... Well, you said well, he's, he's back torturing horses. And he's doing the same act. It's the stuff we saw. Oh, he calls himself an equine extremist. 
Yeah. That's what his little... That's the polite term for what he does? That's the polite term, yes, exactly. Okay. Peta should be all over him. <laughs> hey, so speaking of Peta, um, are you aware that there is a, a, a proposed bill here in California that all pets must be spayed and I neutered? saw that on the front page of the paper. Yeah. Right, except for certain breeders. And because it's except for certain breeders, I don't like this bill mm-hmm. because then all we're going to have is purebreds, which really, mm. many of them do not make really good dogs. But um, Bill is one of the celebrities, along in along with Peta, supporting the bill. Oh, really? Yes. How interesting. Yes. Oh, interesting. So, I, I mean, I'm really torn on it because the idea of all these animals in shelters who, you know, have to be euthanized mm-hmm. because no one will take them, of course, is terrible. But every pet I've ever had was a mutt mm-hmm. and was a, a, a great pet. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure about that. Interesting. I wonder how long... I mean, I'm sure even if it's a law, there's going to be animals having um, more animals. So I, I wonder if the population in the shelters would ever go down to such a point that you couldn't get a mutt, even if you wanted one. Well, you know, um, a few years ago, I was reading this, um, Las Vegas made a concerted effort, a huge publicity campaign, mm-hmm. to not have to put animals to sleep in mm-hmm. their shelters. And they just really pushed it. And the, the animals were adopted to the point where people in Vegas had to go somewhere else to get a pet. Oh, interesting. So, I don't know, maybe there are other solutions? Yeah, that could be. Hmm. Hmm. I have to read more about it. I only saw it and I didn't read it. That's interesting that Bill's doing it. I wonder if he's going to talk about that in Shatner Vision. I don't know. We should look for that. Yeah. Um, so, should we talk about Fast Cars yeah. and Superstars? Yeah, let's okay. Do that. Fast Cars and Superstars is uh, this, from what I understand, it's a four-episode miniseries where they got um, 12 celebrities, Bill is pretty much the only one I've heard of, to go drive really fast. (laughs) And it's sort of a contest. And uh, so I watched the first episode of it, which was just last week, and Bill's on it a little bit at the beginning, talking about, oh, yeah, to be able to drive a fast car and not worry about the police stopping you is wonderful. And, uh, but they've divided them into teams of three. Mm-hmm. And so the first episode was all this team that didn't have Bill in it. And the next episode is also a team that doesn't have Bill oh, in well, it. Oh, well, who the hell cares about that? Right. So he's going to be in the third or fourth episode okay. is, is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But uh, Bill does talk about this on Shatner Vision. And then there was that wonderful discussion with... Uh, Conan O'Brien, where right. Bill was going, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and also on Shatner Vision, there he he discusses that again and <laughs> says something like, um, at the time he was doing that, he thought that he was making this noise, <laughs> and instead he's he's screaming in this like girly girl, way, <laughs> like a little girl. So I don't know how good. Bill's part of Fast Cars and Superstars is going to be, but the stuff on Shatner Vision is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this once before, but um, I, I saw this on Shatner Vision. That, uh, sorry, not Shatner Vision, on the William Shatner mailing list. And, you know, if you sign up for the William Shatner mailing list, and are you on that list Yeah, as but well? I never get anything. Oh, I get an email about once a week that's like five pages long. It has all of this crap in it <clears throat> because... Bill is doing everything all the time. I'll have to show you one. Yeah. So you get the latest Shatner Vision updates. You get about a thousand ads for things that you can buy through the WilliamShatner.com website and what he's doing and blah, 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 blah. It's just, it goes, like, I'm constantly hitting the page down button because Mm -hmm. there's so much on there. Anyway, one of the things that um, I saw when we might have mentioned this before, but they're on sale now, is that you can buy um, via a company called Diamond. Um, They are selling exact replicas of the Mego Kirk dolls. That we both have. Okay. So you can get them again, and they look great, and they come in a two-pack with Kirk and a Klingon. <laughs> and it's pretty neat. So if you ever wanted to have one of those dolls and you didn't want to pay, you know, $100 on eBay, since that's about how much they cost, you can get a brand spanky new one, Kirk spanky. and a Klingon. Yes, and he comes dressed in the little costume and everything like that. And I forget if it's cheaper if you buy it through WilliamShatner.com. Is it a replica of the one I have that has underwear or the one you have that doesn't have underwear? I don't know. That's an important question. That would be a good question. We could probably ask Scott Adams that question because he would know. Yeah. He knows everything. Yeah. That would be good. 
Uh, but anyway, so if you ever wanted to get a Shatner doll, you can get it right now, so you can order it through. They were on pre-order, and I think they're actually shipping now, because it's June now. Very cool. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. That's pretty much all I got. That's that's. I think that's it. Now, okay. um, yeah, we're going to take take a break, or this is our wrap, This right? is our wrap. This, this is, is our wrap. This is the end of the show. And, and you're going to play the 69 song. We're going to play the 69 song, and then the next show is going to have a lot more uh, stuff that we're going to watch and talk about. Yay! So there we go. Bye! Sit on my face and tell me that you love me. I'll sit on your face and tell me that you love me. 